Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's episode of the podcast, we're joined by senior from the St. Scholastica women's hockey team, Allie Ratzloff. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Allie, and how's everything going? It's good. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I'm super happy to have you on today, Allie, and obviously I want to start off this podcast just talking about the beginning of your hockey career and kind of working all the way up to where you are today. So doing research on yourself, it says that you're from Rochester, Minnesota, so talk about growing up there and how did you start playing hockey? Yeah, so um, growing up in Rochester, Minnesota, and I kind of come from pretty big hockey background. My dad and his two brothers really got into hockey at a young age. And then I have an older brother, too, who obviously started playing hockey before me. So kind of just having that exposure and, like, hockey in our blood kind of a thing. Um, My dad told me that I asked him if I could play hockey, and I was, like, six years old. And he said, if you can skate, I'll sign you up. So then he took me to the rink, and I was able to skate. So then sign me up. That's awesome. Who was your favorite player growing up? Um, my favorite player was Patrick Kane because he was my brother's favorite player. So I kind of just trust him and, and followed in his footsteps, like whatever he thought, I thought kind of a thing. That's cool. And obviously, I think Patrick Kane is arguably the best American hockey player of all time. I don't know if you agree with me on that or not. Yeah. Yes. Very skilled. Now, before college hockey, you played for your high school at Rochester Lords. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that name correctly, and if I didn't, I apologize. But talk about your high school hockey experience there. Yeah, so um, my high school experience was a little different than most people, and I kind of realized that after coming to college and all of my teammates had talked about um, going to high school hockey when they were in seventh grade, eighth grade, and um, for me, it was a little different because two of the schools in Rochester were combined for hockey and the program kind of just wasn't the wasn't the best. So my coaches kind of wanted to hold everyone back from going to high school too early. So I ended up playing 15U up until my junior year. So I actually only played two years of high school hockey, which was uh, really weird, like looking back at it now. But my junior year was the first year of the Rochester Lured program, just like being its own thing because the co-op had split. And it was a really unique experience because the girls that I grew up playing with from like 12U through 15U, um, we all ended up going to Lured, which was the private school. So we basically had the same team, like just growing up the whole time. It was really cool and it was uh, pretty easy to just play with them since I played with them growing up, basically. And um, we were independent, so we kind of got to play whoever wanted to play us, which was cool because we got to, you know, see the best competition in Minnesota and, and have those big games. Yeah. How do you think that helped your development playing, not playing really high school hockey until your junior year? And was that transition difficult to high school hockey uh, playing in 15 and 16 year? Or was it sort of easy just because you're going against some really good players in those leagues? Yeah, I mean, I didn't think that high, it, it wasn't really challenging in, in high school just because we had our team had like such great players that it was it was fun competition and um, to win against some big teams was, like, huge for us, especially it being our first year 
and teams are kind of like not sure of who we even were and then to go into those games and and win them was super cool but um I think it was harder to adjust or like to be exposed to college teams just because um colleges aren't really recruiting like youth players and I didn't start high school hockey until my junior year which is um about the time where you start like looking at colleges so I think that was like kind of the weirdest part yeah and how did your high school hockey experience help prepare you for college hockey um, from from looking back on it right now? Yeah, um, I think that because we were independent and we were playing like the best players in Minnesota, it really helped me prepare for like all the aspects that you need to play at the next level. Um, because once you get to college, it is faster, it's stronger, it's like, older everything is just bumped up to that next level so uh obviously it's hard to adjust to to like jump levels like that but I think that by me playing against the top girls was was really helpful and to like be on a team with them and and play play up like that what's the best memory you have from your high school hockey days when you look back on it now oh boy well my junior year, so our first year as a team, we made it to the um, section championship, the game to enter in the state, and we ended up losing um, a close game. So that was kind of heartbreaking. But then going into my senior year, having the same team and like knowing what that felt like and then being back at the same spot and then actually winning the game to go to state, that was definitely one of the best memories and then our first game at state and just playing at the XL Energy Center and and having that environment was just so cool. Yeah talk about the Minnesota high school hockey scene and what it's like being a player in that atmosphere because it's obviously a lot different than other states like I'm from the east coast and it's just hard to fathom how you guys can sell out a high school sell an NHL arena for a high school hockey game that's just sort of unheard of I also think it's really cool they can sort of play for your hometown team and sort of advance the college hockey because a lot of times you have to sort of move away from home to order to sort of get noticed from college schools. So uh, just talk about what it's like being a player in that atmosphere and just how different the Minnesota high school hockey scene is from other states. Right. I think that um, a lot of other states, they have to play like triple A hockey and um, or at least for boys, like they go to juniors pretty early instead of staying with their high school team. But for Minnesota, it's so different just because of the way that we've like made it be the state of hockey and the way it is and and having such great development here, especially at the high school level. I think over the years, it's really increased to be like players are so much better than they used to be in high school and like all the different um, training that you go through all year round just to like be able to to play high school hockey is crazy. And I know that it's different. Like obviously the boys high school hockey is kind of more of a big deal, but um, even for like girls high school hockey and to go to the state tournament, it's still such a big deal. It's so cool Um, just because of the skill and all of the different high schools that we have in the area. It's just really awesome. Do you ever talk to any of your teammates who aren't from Minnesota, just how different it is? Because the conversation that I have with a lot of Minnesota players is, Massachusetts, I think, is the second biggest hockey state outside of Minnesota. I just find it funny how our high school hockey isn't as big as Minnesota, even though we're just 
as good uh, as a hockey state as Minnesota is with players that are really passionate about the sport. Yeah. Um, a lot of the girls on my team are from Minnesota currently, but we do um, a girl in my grade. She was my roommate freshman year. She's from Wisconsin. And yeah, it's just so weird because she played AAA and she won state too. But I feel like we all just kind of brush it off. Like your state and our state, like winning state is kind of different yeah. in a way, I guess. And so it's really fun to pick on her and be like, you're from Wisconsin. You guys don't know what hockey's about kind of. A yeah. Thing. Yeah. Now, something else I found interesting about yourself is you also played lacrosse in high school. Um, talk about playing that sport and how it can help you in hockey, because something that I noticed from a lot of athletes today is they don't play multiple sports. And I feel like a lot of coaches want players to play multiple sports because it makes you just a better athlete in general. Right. For sure. I think that playing multiple sports for sure makes you a better athlete. Um yeah, I I actually picked up lacrosse my sophomore year of high school. Never had played before, but uh, it just seemed like something fun to do. Like I grew up playing softball and then kind of quit that. And I just missed a sport being outside and like being in the nice weather and, and just getting that fresh air. Um, but lacrosse was super fun. And I think that playing hockey helped me adjust to it faster and just like making yourself overall um, like an all-around athlete, I think is a good idea. And especially like the two sports are pretty similar, but different in a lot of ways. And yeah. so having that break from hockey and like fo- focusing your time and en- energy on something else and like playing with different teammates and kind of getting away from one season to the next, I think was really helpful and like refreshing for me. I feel like it's harder to score in lacrosse just because the nets are much smaller, but also like the stick handling is weird. Like you have to actually juke around players and you don't want to yeah. lose the ball on the, on the net. So is it harder to score in lacrosse than it is in hockey? Um, for me, no, but oh, wow. because like, I don't know, I guess in hockey, I don't really shoot as much and I like more of a defensive defenseman. So, but then yeah. in lacrosse, I was a midfield player. So I did both offense and defense. So it was, I was like much closer to the net and yeah. I don't know much about lacrosse. I, so this is definitely going to show what this question is. there a goalie in lacrosse or is it just an open net? Yeah, there's a goalie. All right. All right. Cause I was like, maybe that's why some of these scores are like 18 to 17. That's something I've noticed a lot. It's like, I don't know mm-hmm. how you can score that much. It seems so difficult. Yeah. Well, talk a lot about your recruitment process to St. St. Scholastica and what made you want to go there for so the schools you might've looked at. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so like I said, it was kind of hard for me personally with re- like college recruitment. And I waited kind of a long time, like up until my senior year. And so I just started emailing some coaches and had a couple visits. But um, when I came to Duluth and, and saw the school and saw the rink and the girls, um, it just felt right. And it felt like this is somewhere that I could definitely be a part of and like, I want to be here. Um, so I kind of just knew right after my visit that this was the school for me. What was the biggest adjustment you had to make to college hockey? Was it the speed of the game, the physicality, or just the decision-making, especially as a defender, because you have less time and space to sort of move the puck around the blue line and create plays. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's scary being a defenseman and, and, and jumping right into college hockey um that's a thing uh 
I was super privileged to be able to um, play every single game. So uh, just being thrown out there as a freshman against girls who are 22 years old and I'm 18, like pretty big age gap there. Um, definitely scary, um, especially like in high school, I was the oldest of everyone. And now finally, like I'm going into an atmosphere where I'm the youngest person on the ice, which that was a big adjustment. Um, also, like in high school hockey, we kind of didn't have intense workouts. And then you come to college and you're like working out at 6 a.m., um, training for hours. You spend like your whole day at the rink. It's it's a big adjustment from high school. Yeah, and one thing I found super interesting about yourself um, is that you want to be a dental hygienist. So I, I kind of wanted to ask you a question about that. Uh, what made yeah. you want to choose that career, and what are some classes you have to take to become a dentist? Because I feel like it's a lot of science classes, I, I have to assume. Yeah, um, it's super weird. Like, ever since I was young, I've had a liking of teeth and um, just been really interested in teeth, and I always loved going to the dentist, which is pretty weird. Um, because people are pretty scared to go to the dentist and like have phobias and stuff like that. But yeah, I've known from a young age that that was just something I wanted to do. And then Scholastica also like looking into what they have to offer for education here. They had a good um, pre-professional route into the dentist world. And so I came to school I wanted, I've always wanted to be a dental hygienist. So like just doing the teeth cleaning and not actually being the dentist. But then, um, I just thought I would figure it out along the way since this would like prepare me to go to dental school to be a dentist. But now that I'm like at the end, I realize that I do want to be a hygienist. So I have applied to a couple different dental hygiene programs and I decided I'm going to the one in Rochester, so I'll be going nice. back home next year. Yeah, but as far as the classes here, um, I'm a biology major. So, yes, lots of science classes and also like a little mix of psychology and anatomy type classes. Yeah, I feel like being a dental hygienist is sometimes harder because you're with the patient more of the time because at least from my experience, the dentist shows up for like two minutes and checks everything out and then leaves. It's not like... Right. Like, usually it's, like, you're spending more time, so sometimes you have to find ways to, like, make sure the patient feels comfortable and sort of know what you're doing and, like, make sure, like, everything's okay. Yeah. So uh, that's good, though. Good luck with that. I know you're going to do great. But I kind of want to dive in back into the hockey side of things. Uh, so during your freshman year, you were one of the your team was one of the best teams in the NCHA. Uh, so I want to ask, how did your team sort of maintain that consistency throughout the regular season during your freshman year? Yeah. Um, one thing that I loved about coming to this team my freshman year was the fact that um, everyone was here to play hockey. Like in high school, it's kind of it might just be like, oh, we're just playing for fun. We don't really see anything past high school. But then when you come to college, people are they're they're here, they're dedicated and they're ready to play. So um, I think we had just overall good leadership throughout the program my freshman year, and everyone was um, bought in on our system, and, and everyone showed up to the rink every day with that drive to get better and to um, just be competitive against one another in practice and, and keep the pace and energy up, and we, we carried that into our games throughout the whole season. 
Yeah, and you got your first collegiate goal that year against Aurora in the playoffs, nonetheless. So talk about that goal and uh, where do you keep the puck? Yeah, uh, that was a crazy feeling. Um, I hardly shoot the puck ever. We do a, a kind of a weird system where we pretty much play with four forwards in the ozone and one D. And I was the one D that was back on the, in the middle of the blue line, but my goal is on the power play and, uh, just got a, a pass from, the sidewall and and took a shot and it made its way through five hole and it was just an awesome feeling especially in a close playoff game like that yeah where's the puck today do you still have it uh what do you mean oh the, like, the did you give me have? the puck yeah 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 it's been in my stall ever since so That's i haven't cleaned cool. my stall out yet but definitely gonna keep that puck in that memory forever yeah, you don't want to lose that for sure. So yeah. now that season, your team lost to Adrian in the championship game. Uh, even though you lost that game, what did you take away from your first playoff experience that helped you for the rest of your college hockey career? Yeah, uh, playoffs was super cool. And uh, being in the NTHA, we got to travel really far distances, which I thought was such a cool experience. So different from high school, which the games were just an hour away. Um, so going all the way to Adrian, Michigan for a playoff weekend and we had to play, um, Lake Forest first. And, uh, it was kind of funny because going into the rink that day, they, they thought that they had the game in the bag and, um, that we were kind of a joke. And I don't know if they swept us that year or not, but, um, they definitely had beat us once. So that was a tough game to prepare for. And then we ended up winning. And moving on to the championship against Adrian, which uh, they were kind of our rivals. And it was just such a crazy day full of emotions and knowing that it was our last game um, of our conference and in the playoffs. And, um, yeah, just those are the kind of games that you love to be a part of because there's so much emotion involved and uh, the nerves, the anxiety, and, and just knowing that you're playing one of the best teams that there is. Um, so, you know, it's good competition and that you really have to bring it. Yeah, I love playing in championship games as well. The only thing is when you lose those championship games, it hurts. I feel like you have more emotion after losing a game like that than winning sometimes. And every championship game I've lost, I think more about that one than the ones that I've won for some reason, just because it hurts a little more. Yeah. Now talk, talk about what it's like playing in the NCAA change, the competition you face every weekend. Uh, yeah, like I said, with the traveling, it was crazy. And, and now we're in the Mayak. So, uh, we just travel around Minnesota, which is so different. But, um, the NCHA was such a fun experience. Like at times I'm so sad that we're not still a part of it because, um, just being able to be with your team so much, I think really helped our on ice play just because we had, we had to be together. We had to bond, uh, during those, you know, six hour to 12 hour bus rides and, uh, staying in hotels and, um, just like having the whole like Thursday until Sunday was just dedicated for the weekend and our series. Um, just super cool, good competition and lots of travel. Was there any difference outside of the travel between the two conferences? Or are they relatively the same? Um, I would say that the MIAC has, probably better competition overall. Um, the NCHA does have, like, Adrian, obviously, such a good team. And they have some other good teams, too. But um, 
overall the Mayak is just like stacked with good players and good competition. Yeah, I think Goose Davis, that who just won the D3 National Championship, they're in the Mayak, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Right, they are, yep. Yeah, that's cool. And I just heard that they're the first Midwest team to ever win a D3 National Championship, so that's good for the conference moving forward. Yeah, it's super cool. And uh, my best friend from high school is actually on that team, and uh, we're oh, the nice. same age and grade. So we grew up together. I'm so happy for her to have won that game, and it's just, like, so cool. Well, let's talk about your sophomore year because you had to deal with some challenges that year due to the pandemic. Um, how did you sort of handle those challenges of having games being postponed or canceled and then having to play Marion? It looks like like six times that year, it felt like. So uh, how did you sort of handle those challenges of uh, just sort of an inconsistent schedule with fans not being there? It was just such an odd year for hockey. Yeah, uh, yeah. Having fans not be there was crazy. We were allowed like two fans per game which was really sad because then uh, you have to pick like which two people do you want to go? And most of the time it was like, obviously I want my parents there. Um, But yeah, it was a lot of like, I think we had over a month break, like from Thanksgiving to Christmas, we just didn't have anything because COVID was basically taking control. And um, it was really cool for, it was a cool experience for me because my dad's actually a juniors hockey coach in Rochester. So when I was home for that month period, he let me skate with his uh, team and they like shut everything down in Minnesota. So we would travel uh, an hour away to Wisconsin just to practice. And I don't know, it was just super cool being able to practice with those guys and they were super inviting and it was, it was scary, but it was good um, to play up to their level or at least try to, um, and I was super fortunate to like still get ice, but, um, coming back, I think that we were all just so ready to play from being off and not being able to play that every time that we had a chance to actually have a game or have a series weekend, like we were excited and, and dialed in. Even if it was against the same team for three straight weekends, cause that's right. what it said yeah. on the schedule, which I'm like, I feel like at some point you must be like, oh my gosh, I'm tired of playing Marion all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Well, you made it back to the championship game against Adrian, but this time it was a series. Uh, so, and those were the only two losses your team had that entire year. Uh, so, how hard was it to lose another championship game? And how did you handle those emotions, especially since your team had such a good season that year? Yeah, uh, it was super tricky because our conference was actually split that year into a north and south. So uh, because of COVID, they wanted us kind of circulating, playing the same teams and like the same, your kind of region. Um, and unfortunately for us, our side of things was kind of like less competition. So, um, you know, the South, they had probably some better teams that Adrian was facing. So um, I think that really hurt us because we were, we were winning games like anywhere from six to zero to nine to zero. And once it gets to that point, it's kind of like your mindset changes and you're like, oh, this is easy. But then going into that championship weekend where we have to play the best team um, when we haven't really had a chance to play teams like nearly as close to their level. I think that's kind of what hurt us the most. And obviously not a good feeling to lose the championship, especially since, uh, you know, we did have such a successful year. but. Um, yeah, it's just the way it goes.
Yeah. And I want to ask you about this past year as well, because heading into your senior year, you're obviously one of the older players on the team. So what was something you wanted to work on regarding your game heading into the season? Yeah. Um, like I said before about our system and how weird it is, um, it's, it was kind of hard for me to play with confidence, just knowing that I'm the last one back and you can't really let anyone behind you because since you're the last person back. Um, so I think that's where I started lacking in confidence because I couldn't be very offensive minded. Um, so something that I tried to work on over the years was like becoming more confident and realizing that like, I don't need to play scared kind of a thing in that. I know what I'm doing. I've been playing hockey for so many years. Like, just go out and have fun and play confident. Yeah, I think confidence is such an interesting part of hockey because it's so easy to lose confidence, but it's so hard to gain confidence. And it's sort of a battle you have to have every day. But I feel like how did you sort of work on trying to build your confidence up uh, throughout a season, especially with all the highs and lows that take place? Yeah, um, it's definitely mostly mental for sure. So um, just knowing that you can't get in your head, you're going to go out and you're going to make mistakes, but you have to brush it off because, like, it's a team sport. Everybody makes mistakes, but um, just got to have that quick reset. Um, Something that our coach brings up a lot is having three words to rely on. Um, So um, just just finding something that works for you, some kind of reset button after you have a bad shift or – or make a bad play, you know, just to be able to reset and then um, knowing that you can come back from that mistake. Now, that sort of answers my next question, but what do you think was the biggest improvement you made to your game this past year? Was it your confidence or was it something else that you didn't expect? Uh, Yeah. Um, Yeah, I do think it was my confidence and um, focusing on playing shift by shift instead of uh, focusing on the entire game in itself just trying to go out. And I think that like over the years, I've become so much stronger, so much faster and just like a better player overall. So um, using my strengths was definitely um, something that I improved on. Now you obviously were one of the captains of the team last year. So what type of leadership did you want to bring? Were you more of a vocal leader or lead by example type of player? Yeah, um, I'm definitely a lead by example type of person. I think Um, I, I don't have a problem with using my voice, but I think at times, like, you don't want your team to think that it's, it's like me controlling you. So I think that's where the lead by example thing kind of comes in. Like, these people need to know that I'm, I'm like going to do what I say and and, like, I'm going to do what I expect for you to do kind of a thing. So just showing that, like, I'm going to show up to practice every day. I'm going to be on time. Uh, I'm going to skate as hard as I can. I'm going to do every drill to the best of my ability. Like, even if I make a mistake, like, I'm still I'm still here. I'm trying, and I'm showing up. Yeah, I, re- I remember watching a documentary about Michael Jordan, and something I found interesting about it was when he said that he wouldn't ask players to do something that he himself wouldn't do. And mm-hmm. obviously, Michael Jordan's, like, he, he obviously, his life was a lot different than his teammates just because of how much of a superstar he was. But that was something that, one of the biggest things I guess I took away from that documentary was his leadership style. And even though it was flawed a little bit to me because it was really hard on his teammates, I definitely think there was some good to take away from that. Yeah. Now you played your final college hockey game against Augsburg this past year. Uh, what emotions were you going through 
uh, after that game finished? And what will you take away from your college hockey experience with St. Scholastica? Yeah, uh, that last weekend was really tough. You know, we were sitting in the fifth spot uh, for the Mayak ranking, which the top five teams make playoffs. And so we kind of had to win the weekend or at least win one of the games. And it was uh, such a weird thing with the way the points were. And, and we needed this certain team to win and this team to lose kind of a thing for us to be able to make playoffs. Um, so going into that last game, we, we knew that we still had a chance of making playoffs. So um, there was that chance that it wouldn't be my last game ever. But um, no matter what, like, just playing and and knowing that you got to give it your all like this could be your last 60 minutes of hockey ever um so lots of emotions um it's just crazy to think about like something that's been such a big part of your life really it has been your whole life for like since you were little and then it just coming to an end um it was super sad and um I was just so grateful to have had the experience that I did have at Scholastica though and and the girls that I've met and the the friendships that all that will last forever it's it's been a really good experience. Yeah, it's probably even tougher to not know that as your final game it seems like mm-hmm. and then have it sort of end like in the locker room. You I feel like you would prefer for it to end on the ice at least. Yeah. So um, well, I'm glad you took away a lot of good things from your college hockey experience that you would imply uh, for your adult life, because I think that's sort of the most important part about college hockey is not just the on-ice results, but uh, just the relationships that you make and sort of what you take away from the whole experience outside the rink. Right, yeah. So we're now in a segment I like to call the non-hockey segment, where I ask you some non-hockey questions just to get to know you a little bit more off the ice. So uh, first one is, uh, what music do you like to listen to? Um, I actually listen to like literally every kind of music, but I would say when I'm like in the car or listening to music on my own, I either have Taylor Swift or Morgan Wallen playing. That's good. I, I like those two artists. Uh, what's your fa- what's your favorite song from the new Morgan Wallen album? Oh man, um, I really like '98 Braves. I really like them all. I like thinking about yeah. you or think, yeah, thinking about me. Maybe. I think it's me. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. Thinking about me. Um, yeah. So they're all good. Yeah. I like 98 Braves as well. I also like Tennessee fan uh, just because I'm a big sports guy. So I always like when artists uh, combine sports and music. Uh, it's like my yeah. two favorite things. That's sort of why Morgan Wallen's probably one of my favorite artists. And Taylor Swift's good too. Uh, are you planning to go see one of her live shows coming up? I know that was sort of a big uh, deal uh, with a lot of people because they couldn't get tickets. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I wish I was going. Unfortunately, I'm not. I like see TikTok videos of her tour and like it's incredible. I watched her, the two films that she has on Netflix right now. And one of them is basically like a concert and she's just so good live. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I know my sister wants to see her live at some point, so um, I don't know. I feel like uh, I'm not the biggest Taylor Swift fan, but I have a lot of respect for her. But if I ever got mm-hmm. the chance to see her live, I'll totally do that. So uh, getting back to some more non-hockey questions now. First one is, if there was a movie made about your life, who would you want to play yourself and why? Oh, man. Um, probably. I don't even I don't even know, like people my age 
who are. It doesn't even have to be people that look like you. It could just be literally anyone. It could be someone you know as well. Yeah, it could be someone you know as well. Yeah. Um. Well, my favorite actress is uh, Jennifer Aniston. So maybe her, but she's a bit older than me, so it might be weird, but. I feel like she can make it work, though. That's all that matters. Yeah. I feel like for me, probably um, Matt Damon, because I feel mm-hmm. like we sort of look alike. We're also from Boston, too. So I feel like uh, I feel like that would make that would make sense, even though he's a bit older than me as well. Yeah. Uh, what is your most embarrassing hockey moment? Oh, man, it's bad. Um, it was my freshman year and we were on the power play and there was a turnover. I th- yeah, it was against Augsburg because my brother goes to Augsburg and the girl who scored uh, made a comment to him about it afterward. But uh, so they're shorthanded and there's a turnover and they have the puck and I'm skating backwards. And I don't know if I like lose an edge or I, I hit a divot in the ice, but I just go down um, at this like center ice and she goes down on a breakaway and scores. And it was like the most humiliating moment probably ever. but. Yeah. Now I can look back and laugh. That's good. That's what you need to do. And hopefully that comment that she made to her brother didn't hurt too much. No. So. I think it was just in good fun. But uh, All right. Yeah. I feel like your brother would have protected you on that one if, if it wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Now let's talk about some of your teammates. First one is who's the funniest on the team? Funniest on the team? I would have to say Lily Holtz. She is funny. She's my grade, too. No, I think you have the best style on the team. But besides yourself, uh, who would you say has the best um, style? Um, first of all, thank you. Um, <laughs> but I think Kayla Castle. Who's the most interesting player on the team? Like someone that you would like want to know more about? Hmm, most interesting. Uh, probably Mackenzie Cole, our freshman yeah. goalie. Goalies are yeah. definitely the most interesting people on the team. Yeah, I don't know why you want to just get pucks hit on you for a living. It's right. definitely a little bit odd, but luckily you have those pads for a reason. So uh, if you could have lunch with anyone in the world, who would it be and why? Two people I've already said. Uh, for a guy, Morgan Wallen. <laughs> for a lunch. Girl, yep, Taylor Swift. Would you want them to play music during the thing or during the meal? Uh, sing to me live. Yeah, that would be cool. That's cool. That's cool. I feel like uh, for any artist, I would probably, I think Morgan Wall would be cool because he seems like a funny guy, like when he's not playing music from some of the interviews I've seen from him. And I guess if he would play me any song, I would probably do Tennessee Fan. That would be a good one to play for me. Yeah. Now, getting back to one more non-hockey question is, what is the most interesting thing you've read or seen this week? Ooh. For like, like a book or a movie, you mean? Or? It could be anything. Like you could have saw something on TV, you could have read a book. Okay. If you want me uh, to say my answer, like if you need to think about it, feel free. I think I know, but I do want to hear your answer too. Um, uh, I'll go. Oh, you go first. You're the guest, so. Okay. Okay. Um. So I'm really obsessed with the Hunger Games. So they just added it on Netflix. So I've watched the whole series probably like three or four times since it came out at the beginning of March, which is pretty obsessive. Um, But then I haven't actually ever read the books. So over spring break last week, I read 
um, the first two books, and now I'm halfway through Mockingjay, so. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I've never read the books or uh, seen the movie, so I feel like I got to get into that. No way. Yeah. It's the same thing with Harry Potter. I've never gotten into some of those big cultural things that people yeah. have been into. So I think for me, probably the most interesting thing I saw was this like YouTube series about getting rejected. And it's not what you might think it is. It was someone that just like went up to random people and tried to do different things with them. And he would see if he got rejected or not. So like one of the things he would did is he went to a baseball game and he tried to get on the PA announcer system and announced the lineup and they rejected him. And well, one thing he did that he didn't get rejected for was he got to take a tour of a milk farm. I just thought it was a super interesting video because I think it just shows if you're uh, just ask people and just be nice to people and sort of have that courage and confidence to go up someone, uh, you never know what could happen and could good things could happen. So I think that's something that a lot of people today are just afraid to do. So I, I thought the video was sort of interesting and sort of gave me a different perspective on things. Yeah, that sounds super cool. I love that. Well, getting back to some hockey questions now, first one is uh, what advice would you give uh, younger players that are listening to this episode about what it takes to make it to the college hockey level where you were uh, just a few months ago? Yeah. Um, uh, I think it can be hard um, when you're so focused on trying to get to the next level. Uh, definitely a lot of emotion. And for me to like be surrounded with such good players and seeing them kind of um, have opportunities where coaches are talking to them and maybe they're not talking to me it, it like it can really mess with your head and your emotions but I would say just like focus on you and don't compare yourself to other girls like focus on your game and the most important thing like the reason why we play is because we love the game so never lose like your love for the game while trying to get to that next level and what should be done to girl women's hockey from your perspective what should be done yeah, like, is there anything that should be done to help promote the sport and get more people to watch it and invest into it? Oh, man. Uh, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I feel like there's definitely a barrier between men's and women's sports. And I think it's important that, like, we have that support from the men's players, too, as well. Like, um, our men's and women's team are super close, and we always go to each other's games. So I think just um, – yeah, I don't know how to really end the stigma of, like, the difference, but just, like, mm -hmm. supporting your friends and going to their games as well. Yeah. Well, do you have any shout-outs you want to give uh, to any of your teammates, former teammates, family members, friends? Uh, feel free to do that. The floor is all yours. Or if you wanted to say anything, uh, feel free to do that as well. Okay. Um, give a shout-out to Kayla Castle. I was just with her before this. Um, she's one of my best friends on the team. My roommates, Jesse Catola, Emily Sable, Abby Polkamp, also on the team. Great players, great people. Um, shout out to my coach, Montana, we call her. And shout out to my brother, Brandon Ratzloff. Nice. Well, thank you so much, Allie, for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate your time and I appreciate the conversation that we just had. And I enjoyed uh, getting the chance to meet and talk with you today. And I wish you nothing but the best uh, for any future endeavors you might have. I know you're going to be successful whenever you decide to do. And best of luck in dental hygienist school. I'm excited to see uh, uh, just how much fun that career is for yourself. So thank you so much for doing this, though. It really means a lot to me. Thank you so much. It means so much to me, too.
One step forward and another back I will never try to fool ya I'm one heartbeat away from going mad Girl, when you're looking like that Closer, closer I'ma get closer to you, yeah Got me, baby Got me hooked on you once again Girl 